because we're doing we're doing whispers of genius, <laughs> echoes of madness today. How exciting! Welcome everybody. It's the Steve Maraboli podcast. Thank you so much for everyone writing in. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening, giving us five star ratings, helping other people find our show, sharing it on social media. We're doing our best over here. I appreciate it. So good to be back in the Layover Media Studios. Loving it. I get to sit down, talk into a microphone, which is pretty much what I do all day, every day. But <laughs> this, I get to do it amongst you two and answer questions of the listeners, the fans, the readers, the, the I hate to use the word followers, but you know, on social media, they call them followers. Yeah. But it does make me feel a little culty. You are A little culty when I say followers. But you all know what I mean. Uh, thank you. We on Facebook, we are uh, at author Steve Maraboli. And on Instagram and Twitter, we are one word, Steve Maraboli. So uh, make sure that you're interacting with our page. The only way you can be sure you're interacting with our page is to make sure you check, uh, you make sure that our page has the verified check mark. It's the blue check mark that's next to my name, picture, that kind of stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, if you're interacting with a page that does not have that blue verified check mark, it ain't me, man. It is not me. And it happens a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure how often it happens on Facebook, uh, Twitter here and there, but uh, on Instagram, it happens a lot. Yeah. And so and they're convincing. They're convincing because they take time to copy the page. So they'll co they'll take my profile picture. They'll take the description and you know the last several posts. So it looks like it, except for, you know, the amount of posts, the amount of followers mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. But uh, if it, on quick glance, if they're DMing you and saying, hey, come to Steve's event or 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 come, yeah, come to Steve's event in in, you know, England in October, <laughs> which isn't happening. Yeah. But they're like, if you just send us, you know. <laughs> $50 in Amazon gift cards. We'll make sure you get a VIP. Which is a weird way to pay it's for a It's a weird ticket. way, but listen, crooks find ways to do stuff. Um, I, I, we, we received one message uh, maybe months and months and months ago. Uh, I, I don't always see these, so I do have people who send me heads up and like, hey, I just got followed by a different account of yours. And I'm like, well, it's not me. No. It's not me. It's, it's hard enough to keep up with one account, never mind other <laughs> ones. And so... But we got a message from one of them, from somebody, this this really nice uh, woman who was like, hey, still didn't receive my book. And I wrote like, hey, uh, what book did you order? Like, <laughs> and I was thinking maybe she ordered, you know, the books and she didn't get them. And I, mm -hmm. I was going to text back like, oh, that's, you know, that's through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, wherever right. you bought the book, you have to call mm -hmm. them. That has nothing to do with us. Uh, but no, what she was saying was one of these, she, the way she contacted me, I guess I should have seen it. But a lot of people, because they've been reading my words for so many years, they feel like they know know me. So yeah. the first time I meet them isn't really – they don't always approach me like it's the first time. But this this woman felt so comfortable, kind of like, hey, what's going on? Hey, I still – hey, buddy. Kind of like I didn't get my book yet. <laughs> well, it turns out one of these fake accounts had engaged with her on direct message. And they had you know, spoken – not spoken, obviously, text back and forth some. So she was kind of familiar. And, and what they told her was, hey, I'm writing – uh, I'm writing, you know, be, trying to mm -hmm. be me. I'm writing this book and, and it's almost done. And if you send whatever amount of money she sent, I'm sure it's not a lot, but but it's it's enough, you know, where if they catch a lot of people like this, they, they make a, a good amount. But, uh, you know, if you send X, Y, Z dollars, we'll send you a, uh, we'll, 
a private personalized first you know copy of the book and that kind of stuff so she was waiting <laughs> wow, for this so book like and i'm like hey and she told me the name of the book i said listen that's not a book I'm writing. It's nothing I have, mm-hmm. you know, planned on writing. And she sent me screenshots of their interactions. And I'm like, that's not even good English that they're communicating wow. in. It's kind of broken English. But in today's day and age where texting kind of gets, sounds like, seems like broken English mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, it's you, some people are easily duped. And so yep. make sure you're dealing with our pages. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm never going to send you a DM that's going to say, send me money for a book. Or send me money for a program, or never. send me like I'm never going to do that. I answer DMs um, as much as I can, the uh, and I, I usually send a audio mm-hmm. response, not a typed one. Um, but I very rarely am going to send you a DM. I'm not going to contact complete strangers. It's not that's not my thing. I barely contact people I know. <laughs> never mind, <laughs> never mind people I don't know. So uh, welcome, welcome again to the show. Appreciate you uh, listening. Uh, talking about communication, I want to I want to hit on that today, Steph. Because and thanks for for getting this stuff out there. I see what you were doing, uh, you know, doing the little video snippets of the show mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I really, uh, I really like that. So good on you for awesome. that. But communication. So communication. We we've heard it so many times. Uh, communication being key. And then this last little tour I did. Uh, a lot of the questions, comments, concerns were about communication, and and, and they would sometimes they don't realize they're that's what they're saying. Sometimes they don't realize that that's uh, what they're saying. So sometimes they're just say, "Hey, this is my issue, this, that, and the other thing," and I hear that the issue is communication. I hear that the issue is you think you have this problem, but what you actually have is a communication problem. So. For me, it's not it, it's it's not as important the details of your story as it is to recognize that the issue is communication. Now we can go on and on and say, hey, you know, with with the advent of social media and texting, like I was just saying, and all these different ways that we do communicate, it is really common for uh, people to. Chris, you want to turn that off while we're doing a show, and just we'll turn it right back on when okay. when we'll. Uh, one will do. Yeah, I hear it. So, yeah, let's just turn that off while we're doing a show, and then we'll turn it back on uh, when we're done with the show. Folks, this show is done live, man. <laughs> so we just do it live. And if you hear it or not, I'm not sure if you guys hear it or not, but right above my head is the uh, the heat, the the heat, uh, what do you call the thing? The re- Like the, uh, vent, the vent, the heat vent. Mm-hmm. So right above my head is the heat vent, and while I was in... Beginning to talk about communication, the the heat came on, so there's like a rattle right above my head. So whether you all hear it or not, I hear it. So (laughs) we'll have the incredible Chris just turn that off while we do the show, and then we'll turn it right back on so that uh, we and nobody else in this building freeze (laughs) during these wonderful winter days. (laughs) So communication is what I'm saying. So for me, communication is 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 the downfall of so many relationships, even though it seems like we have more access to each other. Yeah. Meaningful communication actually disappears. Where we, we, we do, you know, these one letter responses to each other or, or we, we share emojis mm-hmm. to tell a whole sentence. And I, for one, am guilty of sending entire emoji <laughs> sentences 
and and I'm sure it annoys whoever I'm <laughs> sending it to. But I find I find just as much fun in communicating that way uh, with the idea that it's annoying the person receiving it. <laughs> but communication does become vital in our relationships, whether business or the personal, and and recognizing that they are the downfall, the lack of communication, the downfall of so many relationships and events. Remember, so the Titanic, the the, the iceberg gets all the credit for taking down the Titanic. <laughs> But the iceberg didn't jump out in front of the ship. It didn't move. It was always there. The problem was the person who saw the iceberg didn't relay quickly enough to the people who could do something about it. Long before the iceberg hit, a lack of communication hit. So if this is true for the Titanic, you don't think that this is going to be true for your relationships? You think your relationship is going to be immune to, to suffering, lack of communication? So no, so the opposite becomes true. How vital is it as, as I travel, as I see more, and as I, I people watch, most of the places I go, I, I'm not from there. So mm-hmm. I'll sit in an airport or I'll sit uh, after a talk. I'll go into the city and I'm by myself. So I'll, I'll just walk around and I get to, to uh, people watch and interact and you watch people st- standing next to each other, sitting across from each other, staring at their phones. And I, I know I sound like, a, like an old fuddy-duddy uh, when I say this, but that, that will absolutely hinder your communication. It, it's, the argument could be made that, that, these, that phones and this kind of technology has, made, has brought the world closer to us. Uh, but our families further from us because it kind of builds this electronic barrier that gives you anything you want at any time. Um, so, so as you don't engage in idle conversation, and sometimes idle conversation is the key component thing. This is how you get to know somebody. Is is these these types of conversations? So, imagine putting down your phone for a minute. Uh, never mind the 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 phenomenon of performing for social media never mind that just in general staring at your phone waiting for text messages we should do a whole show by the way on performing for social media because i did hear and i know steph you contacted me and said how many how much response we got to people uh when i went on to my like you know parents at the park mm-hmm. kind of yeah. rant um so we should do a whole show based on that because it it's ignited enough response that you know it some people it landed like, yeah, that's a great point. And other people who get all defensive because they're one of those <laughs> performing parents or performing spouses or siblings, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, how dare you? Well, as soon as you say that, I know it hit. <laughs> don't, don't get mad at me for saying it. Check yourself of why you're getting mad that I said it. When you say something about me that isn't true, I don't care. I nothing it. I'm not happy about it. I'm not mad at it. I nothing it. It's nothing. If you say something about me that may be perceived as negative and it's true, I'm fighting. I'm going to say, what do you know and how dare you and wow, have you ever been in my situation? I'll do all those things that defensive people do to avoid dealing with the fact that what I just heard may actually be true uh, and, and, and I'll have to change it. You, all of a sudden, you see the mountain of change. And it's not a mountain of change. It's a little adjustments. But we should definitely talk about it yeah. because I think that that phenomenon of performing parents performing spouses where you 
you may not communicate. We're talking about communication. A spouse may not communicate with the other person much at all. They may be rude to each other. They may be have that distance between them. Uh, but on social media, oh, they're just hugging. And <laughs> you, you took a picture the one second you got you went to the movies together. The one second that you're in the parking lot, you take a nice picture. The rest of the time, you didn't <laughs> look at each other, talk to each other. You're not. You're texting other people. Like you're just going through all this stuff. But on social media, the performance mm-hmm. nailed it. Date night. And meanwhile, it's miserable for both. Yeah. So we should definitely tackle that phenomenon. But for now, I'll continue on communication. So imagine, how would your life be different if you put down your phone for a minute? If you turn off that TV for a second? If you need to learn to, to imagine you needed to relearn how to speak to each other, share and, and, and share honest information with each other and to, to just sometimes even be bored together. Again, another phenomenon is not allowing ourselves to just sit for a little while and be bored, especially with kids, not allowing the kids to be bored, the ingenuity goes away, the desire to create something, some sort of, you know, parents might look at it as some sort of trouble or something, but the 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 ingenious mind of a bored uh, young person is, is what changes this world. But um, again, communication being the key. So many of the issues that I come across as far as people uh, sharing with me is a communication issue, whether it's parents with their kids or parents with each other, mm-hmm. uh, uh, adults with their uh, adult parent, you know, yeah. adults with their own parent. Just complete communication. How you, how you come across and communicate your feelings and your ideals is vital. I mean, this is what you two do for a living. The the idea that you take what I say and what I have been saying for twenty years and you communicate it through these social media channels and through this the speeches you book and that kind of stuff. Just you, you are mastering that art of communication when we get this feedback that say hey i like this i didn't like that they are communicating with us yes and and so we we are open these channels of communication so that we can then respond instead of react mm-hmm. <laughs> we can respond uh to what they're saying so communication again is huge and do not be do not be uh lazy on your communicating just because you think we're able to con- be connected more. Connection is not communication. Connection is not communication. Communication is the, the ability to share and express your ideas and feelings and to have them heard, for them to land somewhere, for you to feel like they landed somewhere. And then in turn, someone's able to do that as well. Remember, our words are seeds. Our words are seeds. We are in a physical universe. Our words are seeds. And that's how we, as humans, cross-pollinate. We share seeds. And when they land on fertile soil, something grows. I do this for a living, so I see it. I know when I've thrown a bunch of seeds on concrete. I can see it. I can almost see my words bouncing off their heads. Other times, I see when they just take it in, and it's like, wow, something great is going to grow there. Like this person's mind and life is fertile soil. They are ready and something's going to grow there. And so uh, that's how we communicate with each other. Don't forget that when words are so important, communication is so important that 
when they have hardened criminals in jail, hardened criminals, you're talking about the, the gang thugs, rapist killers, you know, these type of people, you know what they do to soften them? They put them in solitary confinement. That's crazy. So they're still in the same size cell. Why does that change? Why does that change them? Why does that weaken them? Why does that make them uh, completely uh, uh, inert as far as the jail goes? Because they take away their ability to communicate. That's what they do. And that's why when you hear, when you listen to the words of people in, 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 in unhealthy, dying relationships, they will use words like prisoner. They will mm. use those type of words because that's, that's what it breaks you down to. They're saying to you, I am sitting next to this person and I'm, my words aren't going anywhere. And when they, when they do find something where they, they find the many, many times, they find uh, something outside of their relationship. We can argue and, and, and talk about that ad nauseum about, about what, how, how, number one, common that is, and number two, how a taboo of a topic it is. But when they do find someone outside of their relationship, they will often, what they're saying not not using those words, but what they're saying is, I found a place where my words are being heard. I found soil that these seeds can grow in because the person I'm supposed to be sowing seeds with, it's just, it's concrete. And you hear it on both sides. So communication is vital. You hear it with, with parents and their kids. You hear it with kids and their parents. You weren't listening to me. You don't listen to me. I feel disconnected. We're not... All of these things are, are communication in a different, in a different uh, form, one way or the other. So we could work on our communication skills. For me, it's, it's uh, I, I said on the last show, I, now that Facebook and Instagram offer the opportunity to not type but to record, I feel it's more intimate and definitely more me when I can just press the record button and send, you know, Susie in Nebraska – Instead of typing something out for her that she's not sure is from me or from yeah. one of you, mm -hmm. uh, that because I'll often get like, is this Steve's staff or whoever mm -hmm. this is? You know, thank you. No, here, record my voice. Hey, Susie in Nebraska, <laughs> it's freezing in New York. I assume it's freezing in Nebraska. You know, cheers with hot chocolate. Uh, thanks for your message. Uh, X, Y, Z, you know, I know what you're going through. It's really tough, but stay strong. And this is what I would do in this situation and consider this. I'm able to do that. That's communication. If I had to text that, you know I'm not texting that. No. I'd be like, hey, thanks, stay strong, cheering you on, something like <laughs> that in some sort of emoji that's, and that's a fraction of what I want to say, but I can't type out everything I want to say. So let me just press record. That's communication. Facebook, Instagram have given me the opportunity to communicate more. I wish Twitter would do that. Mm -hmm. I would probably participate more in Twitter if it did, instead of just posting it and leaving it. You know, yeah. I don't really participate much because everyone's arguing, but they're arguing through texts and memes as opposed to just, I wish I can leave an audio message and just say, hey, everyone, hey, when you're doing this, how about this? How about we look at this? Or when, when they are having these, these political discussions that people always want me to jump in, I would love, I, I wouldn't write it out as much or it would have mm -hmm. to be poetic if I did, but I would love to, to share like, hey, listen, if we, we're, we're, 
navigating somewhere and you're trying to correct course and that's what you know that's what you do that's the human reaction but we don't need to react we need to respond we have to take the information we have we take the information we have and you make these adjustments and so i would love to be able to do that so that people could hear me like hey i hear what you're saying i understand why you see it that way this is the way i see it that's so much easier if you hear me say that than if i write that out you get to read it in whatever voice you want to read it in yeah and whatever tone you want to give me so uh, I hope Twitter does that one day. And if they don't, they don't. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But I am glad that uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook allow me to do that. And that's me with strangers. <laughs> and I know how helpful that is for me to communicate with strangers. So imagine how important I must see it in my personal life. Where I need to, I can't. How many times have you heard me say, I don't know how else to tell you. Like, I'll say something a hundred different ways, like, because it's so important to me that you hear me and, and see me. And for anyone who knows me, they know that the most catastrophic thing I could feel on earth in my 40, almost, wow, almost 44 years <laughs> on earth, the most catastrophic thing I can feel is unheard. Is, is unlistened to. And, and so if that's me, who, who I consider myself pretty emotionally fit, if that's me, I can't imagine uh, how detrimental it is for other people, which is why every time I go, wherever I go, anywhere in the world, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what I hear, some sort of uh, communication uh, point. What's going on over here? Anything good? Uh, yeah, everything's great. We got some really good responses from our last show. We're getting responses from the first show. Awesome. We're just they're coming in. Well, I like that we're not dating them. We're, we're we're following what we've been doing for years. We try not to date the shows, so that if somebody, um, if somebody like we still get feedback from shows we did, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. Oh, That's all the crazy. time. All we're, the time. Yeah. Still get feedback. Like, hey, just heard your interview with X Y Z. Amazing. Thank you. And. They don't realize like it's been forever yeah. since that show. But I always had this policy of don't date the shows. Well, let's not talk about current events. Let's not say, oh, wait, hey, this and that. Like, mm -hmm. let's let them think, not them think, but let them see. Obviously, they see the date when it's posted, but let them be able to listen to it five years from now, 10 years from now and still get the same out of it. Because for me, if anyone's like me and I see something that that I can uh watch even if i'm cruising through like netflix and this is like my own thing and i'm one of the many times just looking for something ridiculous to watch or something interesting some sort of documentary and i see something that's 10 years old <laughs> disqualified I, disqualified yeah, disqualified, disqualified completely so yeah. so i don't uh i don't want people to feel that way for my show so when they start listening to the show and i'm like so that MySpace, huh? <laughs> so that President Reagan, huh? And it's like, wait a second, I can't listen to no. this. So instead, uh, instead, I, I, I like that we're not really dating uh, these these uh, shows. So instead, um, they can hear you talk about the Instagram. The Instagram instead. But yeah, so I'm glad that we're not dating these shows and, and that people are listening. And, and yeah, I, I had a lot of uh, people close to me who, who were sending messages like, hey, so great. Like people, you forget that people close to you also read my stuff and listen. Mm -hmm. So I, you forget. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think that you'd be 
a listener, but they're listeners. Oh, awesome. They're listeners, and it's great to be back, especially this format where I have to do the least. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Impact as many people as I can while doing the least, yeah. while not adding too much to my already ridiculous schedule. I love it. <laughs> All right, so we have we have some feedback. Let's see. All right, so... Rola Rahal on Facebook, she asks if you could talk about being nice to people and always being stabbed in the back, losing faith in humans. So she's being nice to people and always being stabbed in the back, and she's losing faith in humans. Yeah. So what? So she has, and thanks so much for your feedback. I I, I was always like this too. Like I, it would hurt my feelings. Um, but you, you do see that idea, you know, not everyone has the heart you have. Uh, and, and that's, I can't stress it enough, Rola, but don't let that determine how, what kind of person you're going to be from something like it used to hurt my feelings. Like I'm a ho- hold the door open guy. Yeah. So I would always hold the door open for people and some would say, thank you. Some would look at me like I'm almost annoying them that I opened the door for them. <laughs> some people, um, don't say anything, just walk in and. Mm-hmm. Just don't even acknowledge the fact that I just opened the door for them. And that used to bother me so much. And you know what that changed, Rola? Nothing. Nothing other than I'm aggravated while holding the door open. I learned a long time ago that very rarely, especially if you have, let's say, 5%, that you are in the positive as far as doing things for others. Like if you're just 5% in the positive, you're already in the minority. Most people are kind of just, they, they live and die inside their own little bubble of needs and wants. Very rarely do they go out of that. And if you don't recognize that, you will drive yourself crazy. There's no reason to lose faith in humans. There's a reason to lose the expectation that they're going to behave the way you want them to behave. They are not you. They just aren't. So you have this thing, and, and there, are, there are probably ways that I drive people crazy that I don't see. And I'm not. And if they brought it up to me and say, hey, Steve, you know you do this, and it drives me crazy, I'm not going to say, aha, I knew it. No, I was like, oh, you, I didn't even realize that that drove you crazy. You were nowhere in the equation. Mm-hmm. So it's not even out of malice. You just weren't even in the equation. I didn't even see that. That's how most people would probably, if I had, you know, excuse me, I just opened the door for you and you didn't say thank you. They'd probably, you'd you'd watch them blink their eyes a couple of times and come out of that fog bubble they were in. Like, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, thanks. You know, like like you were nowhere in the equation. And so, and there are some people who, yeah, you were in the equation and they don't care that you opened the door for them and Mm -hmm. they expect you to and. You should like. There's people like that. There's there's people like that of of all things. So what I got rid of is not my faith in humans, but my expectation that they all act the way I would act. The expectation that they be somewhat like me, that they have the heart I have, that they have, that's just not real. Mm-hmm. It's not a realistic. And like all expectations, you know, all those pains we feel is that we tie our emotions to an expectation that we have really no right to have. There is no, there's nothing else about me that most people are like. So why would I expect that? Why would I expect that? So 
for me, definitely don't lose your faith in humans, but drop the expectation that they're going to not stab you in the back just because you're nice. Uh, I think it was uh, Mark Twain uh, who, who wrote, you know, humans, uh, if you pick up a starving dog, and it was either Mark Twain or Oscar Wilde or somebody, if you pick up a starving dog and feed it, it will not bite you. Mm-hmm. This is the principal difference between dog and man. And I think that that's really important to recognize that principal difference. Now, th- there is somebody who you, you recognize that they saw that and who, who was it? Mark Twain, right? Mark Twain, Boom, yeah. Sam <laughs> Clemens. Um, that they recognized that they were being good to others and others weren't returning that. And at some point you become that, that philosopher. There was a philosopher who said uh, uh, one of his, uh, is he like Aristotle, Socrates, it's a story. Um, who, who said it? Who knows? But uh, the story was one of their, one of his students wanted to go get married and he was like, yeah, all right, go do it. Do it. Listen, if you marry the right person, you're going to be happy the rest of your life. And if you marry the wrong one, you'll become a philosopher. <laughs> so I, th- I think that that's, that's what happens here. You know, you have someone like Mark Twain. You have someone who, who, who looks at that way and says, hey, listen, I'm doing all these nice things for people, and they're not acting the way I want them to. So yeah. you become a philosopher. You come up with a quote. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, my life, the reason people love my quotes, I say I bleed on paper. Well, I don't bleed from self-inflicted wounds. You know, some maybe some, but mostly not self-inflicted wounds, and and so you just recognize, Rola, that yeah, don't lose your faith in humans because that's gonna that's gonna make you look at them differently, and then you won't want to do nice things. Don't let them steal that from you. You see the nice, and that's good. But I, you, you have you have you read that the one the one piece that I have I have fed the mouths of people who talk crap about me, that's where that comes from. That's don't don't stop being you just because they don't deserve it in your head. You can just be the best version of you, but just eliminate your need to have them. To eliminate your need to have them behave the same way or even be appreciative that's uh the 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 key to happiness is to do things for others and the key to misery is to expect them to be grateful that is 100 percent true rola so you keep doing your thing there are people who appreciate it and it is people like you on any scale that that make you that make this world a better place. So thank you so much, Rola. Thank you, Rola. All right, we have Jenny on Facebook. She asks, how do I assertively cut ties with a cheating narcissist during a divorce while still promoting a healthy relationship with the children? A tough one, I know. It is a tough one. It is a tough one because that's that's never that's never easy and it's and it's the most common thing that's done 
wrong <laughs> you know it, because I, uh, again emotion kills business right so when i would teach a business course an entrepreneurial course i would start with that line emotion kills business and what i was trying to say is that the reactive mind which is the emotional mind tends to respond and react without measure for consequence it is a very myopic or short-sighted way that humans behave so what you end up doing is what you end up doing is reacting, reacting, reacting. And oftentimes, parents going through a divorce uh, and, you know, you saying cutting ties. You didn't say cutting ties with my ex during a nasty divorce. You didn't say that. You said cutting ties with a cheating narcissist. So that's even in your message to me, you're crushing your ex. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you're doing around others that you may not even notice uh, you know, if I had received the message from not Jenny, but from a, you know, Mike, and if Mike was saying the same thing, how do I assertively cut ties with a cheating narcissist during, a, I would say the same thing, Mike, you're already telling me what you think of her. And I'm a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. Instead of just telling me the situation, you're telling me the labels you're placing in the situation. So if you're doing that to me, you're doing that everywhere. And your kids are seeing it. And yes, that's really, really tough because we really want to get our story out there, right? You want to make sure you're controlling the narrative. We've seen all those quotes. Again, philosophies come from pain. We've seen all those quotes. When a person can't control you, they start to control the story about what others think of you. We see that. Who hasn't seen it? Who hasn't experienced it? When people will try to shape the narrative. Jenny. You're trying to shape the narrative now. I'm cutting ties with a cheating narcissist. You're telling me what they are already. If it was coming from someone else, you're telling me what they are already. You're already shaping the narrative. And how do I, it, it is a tough one because you want to be right. You want to, people to know that you were wronged, that you were in pain. Mm -hmm. But that's not what this is. The question is, is that what's best for your children? The answer is no. So the reaction is that this and this, and you point fingers, and who is the victim, and who is the perpetrator, and who is right, and who is wrong. It's never 50-50, right? It's never. It's 80-20 sometimes. It's 70-30. It's 90-10. Some people are like, it's 99% to 1. Whatever it is, it's never 50-50. And we understand that. So you want your story out there. You want everyone to know that you are the victim and everyone to know that they are the perpetrator. You want everyone to know that you're doing their best and that they are horrible. You want to play the victim. And again, bring it back to social media where, the, where we have the victim Olympics, right? We have the, the victim Olympics and now representing martyrdom <laughs> and, and insert name profile here. And oh my God, how do I do this? And I'm the most amazing parent, but they're the criminal. And mm -hmm. no, you have to step back from those emotional reactions and say what i'm asking is what is best for the children and what is best for the children is not you two shooting at each other proverbial you know shooting not actual shooting definitely not actual. definitely not, not actual shooting because you know i'll get a message that says i can't believe you told people to shoot each other yeah, no, no i didn't i'm saying we shoot each other this this metaphor we shoot each other down with words and shoot down characters but what you don't realize when children are involved is that you're aiming at your ex, but you're hitting the kids. Wow. 
Yeah. And yeah. that's what happens. 100% mm-hmm. of the kids I talk to who are now adults who went through a nasty divorce will say something like that. That it was, it was my parents were aiming at each other, but every single one of those arrows, those bullets, every single one of those missiles, every single one hit us. And that is true. I have, I'm, and I'm telling you, 100% of adults that I know who were kids of nasty divorce say this. And they're not talking to one parent. They're not talking to the other parent. They don't trust either parent. Whatever it is. Because you have the opportunity to go through this divorce. To go through this divorce and still, as delicate and as traumatic as it is, still do the least amount of damage to the children. But when we get reactive and we want to be right and we want to tell our stories and social media is there and we want to make sure that we are depicted as the quote-unquote winner in this, that we get our story out, you can be sure that kids are suffering at, at the hands of your wanting to be right. And so the, the answer to you, Jenny, or anyone else, and, and now Jenny wrote in, but I know that so many people, so many people go through this, um, and it is a tough one. And the reasons it's a tough one is because emotionally, yeah, Sometimes we get wronged. There's some shitty people out there. Yeah. Sometimes shitty people do shitty things to us and, and we're, we're laying in bed with them. We're, we're raising families with them. And in the meanwhile, behind our back, they're doing horrific things. And yes, Jenny, I get it. Believe me. You want to tell the world, look at this shit I have to deal with. Look at this. Uh, but when, when the question becomes, is that what's best for the children? The answer is no, it's not. And you have to get out of your own way so that those missiles you want to fire don't hit the kids because they will 100% hit the kids. And, and I, like I said, Jenny, I can, I can look at this with experience. Literally, the only thing I do is travel and talk to people. And 100% of people I talk to will reference that now. And they might be, they might be 19, they might be 39, they, they might be 49. They'll still bring it up to me like it was yesterday. And, and upon, upon meeting them, within the first minute or two, I'm already hearing about their parents' nasty divorce. So when a 40-year-old, a 50-year-old is almost instantly telling you, parents nasty divorce that means that's been kicking your ass all the way since you were a kid that sucks and i bet you the parents never intended that there's i highly doubt that parents going through this are like let me mess up my kids let me make their life really challenging they're not they're really just trying to fire those missiles and that kind of stuff and you see it on social media we will delete we'll delete comments sometimes right mm-hmm. so like if we post something if there's something i wrote when i was going through something and it's like hey never never again will i allow this you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I won't allow the um i won't justify the scars because i love the person holding a knife and and the people who that resonates with uh it sounds like someone like you jenny you know the the millions of jennies around that uh, that that resonates including myself 
they'll write in, yes, yeah, Steve, I get it. Yes, yeah, Steve, I get it. And, and sometimes someone will write someone's name. Yeah. Yes, this was my ex, and then put the name out. Yeah. They were horrible, blah, blah, blah. We'll have to delete it. And the reason we delete it isn't because your comment isn't important, but because that person who you just tagged in that sentence if they have kids and those kids are in social media, they're like, shit, that's my dad talking about my mom or that's my mom talking about my dad. Like, yeah, ugh, and you, you have a kid reading that and like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want the, our posts to be, you know, battlegrounds that, that again, you think you're fighting, you think it's two adults fighting, but I've just been around too long, experienced too much, talked to too many people to know that it's it's two adults shooting missiles at each other for sure. But what they're not seeing is that the only thing those missiles are hitting are those kids. And so, yes, Jenny, it's a tough one. And the reason it's a tough one is because the right thing to do and the hard thing to do are usually the same thing. And in this case, emotion not only kills a business, but emotion kills sometimes the future self-esteem of your kids. So back it up with the emotional reactions and have responses, emotional self-defense for you, emotional self-defense for the kids, and, and that way you can let go, move on into the new dynamic, post-divorce, uh, jointly raising kids dynamic in the, in the healthiest way possible so that people can start healing. The reason I'm talking to 50-year-olds who are still talking about their, their divorce is because the parents still probably fight. They're still poking at each other. And we know to heal a wound, you need to stop touching it. And if you keep touching that, we, oh, look at your mom. Oh, look at your dad. And look, they're still hearing that. The wound keeps, you keep touching it. You keep opening it. It's never going to close. And that's why when they go see a, a speaker at an event at 50 plus years old, uh, not having had you know, healthy, good, strong relationships and bonds all their life, the first thing they mentioned, oh, my parents went through a nasty divorce. They still don't, I still had a, I can only invite one to the wedding and the one brought the, the boyfriend, brought the girlfriend and they can't and it's a fight and they can't say, can't say the girlfriend's name, the boyfriend's name, you can't do that, I can't mention this. All that shit, just know you're messing up your kids and they're going to come see me one day and talk to me about it. So avoid all of that, do your, do your kids a solid and uh, take out the emotional reactions, the poison that comes along with that, and uh, and and parent up, parent up, and just keep the responses as healthy as possible. And sometimes, Jenny, you know what? You know what? Sometimes you're gonna do it, and the other person, you know, your ex in this case, the, the cheating narcissist, uh, they're still gonna be an asshole, and. Again, like I told the first the uh, first uh, comment, Rola on on Facebook, you, you can't let that you can't let that determine how you're gonna be because nobody survives that war, nobody. And thanks for writing in, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. You know, we get a lot of messages like that, but rarely do we see the second half of how to promote healthy relationships with the children. Well, that. Because a, a lot of times people don't know we're not equipped for that. You know, a lot of times we're not equipped to, you're not even, remember how I said with the first one, you, you don't, it's, it's not like, it's not like Jenny was thinking, oh, let me hurt my kids. Right. Like she's going through some nasty mm -hmm. shit. So if she writes, uh, he's a cheating narcissist, 
That means she got she, she, uh, this dude probably having an affair. Like yeah. she's going through all this and dealing with you know how how many kids, how old, what's the finances, mm-hmm. what's happening here, what what else am I learning about that? Like there's stuff going on and you don't even realize that in telling your friends, in posting on social media, you don't even realize. Again, you're not intending to hurt your kid. But by telling your friends and the kids are in the other room, by posting on social, oh, look, this reminded me of you know who, mm-hmm. but your kids are on there. Yeah. That devastates them. Mm-hmm. They, it crushes them. And, and I know, again, you, you went through this. I'm looking at you and I'm trying not to bring up your personal life, but you went through this as a kid. And so yeah. you know how absolutely soul crushing it is. And again, I can't stress to you guys enough what it does to me to see someone older than I am talk to me about their limitations. And and one of the first things they're mentioning is their parents' divorce. So I know that this happened a long time ago. But I also know that at those years, we talk about how important it is to give our children the the greatest education, the greatest upbringing possible. It's because those are the, the most important years. You're a sponge. You're learning everything then. And if in those years... What they're learning is cruelty and non-forgiveness and lies and manipulations and pick a team. Oh, you like their dinner, not ours. You like mm. their house better than ours. Oh and oh, you like that. Like yeah. you have to pick a team. Like you don't realize that you're doing that to someone who does not have the emotional, does not have the emotional tools to deal with that. And you are fucking them up. And, and a lot of times, Steph, they don't see that. So it does take a, a brave person like brave. Jenny yeah. to say, hey, you know, maybe she's thinking, oh, man, maybe I'm messing this up. I don't want to mess this up. Mm-hmm. We need more parents Absolutely. like that to, that will do that. And they, they don't they aren't necessarily equipped for it because that's not that's not usually the, the, the route people mm-hmm. take. But. You know what's best for your kids, and you know, just look at the behavior you're doing now. Is that what's best for your kids? That's what you could ask yourself. Is that what's best for them? And if and if the answer is no, change it. Change it towards something that's healthier for them. Even if the other person's still poison, at least they'll get one poison source and not two. Yeah. Because believe me, and I'll tell you again, 100% of these kids, now you two are fighting, and 100% of those missiles are hitting the kids. Don't forget, though, those kids get older and every single one of those emotional debts, not one of them goes unpaid. You are doing more damage to your relationship with your kids than you know. So parent up, parent up and get over yourself. Yeah, parent up. I like that. Can we do it? What most people don't know? Yeah, only if you do it in the voice, though. Of course, that's the only way I know how to do it. (laughs) Okay. And thanks to everyone who likes the, what most people don't know, the, the fellow trivia nerds like myself. Uh, I love what most people don't know. And today, what most people don't know. That was a little better. That was a little, that better. Was a little just, better. Listen, I've been talking nonstop for like a month straight. Hold on one second. I had to, I had to drink a little of this coffee you guys have here that's uh, extra caffeine. Okay, so what most people don't know. Oh, that was so much Uh, better. That might have been it. it. (laughs) That might have been it. All right, what most people know. Most people know the magical story of Cinderella, her prince, and her famous glass slippers. 
But what most people don't know is that the story of Cinderella was passed along orally for centuries before it was written down by Charles Perrault in 1697. While doing so, Charles mistook the word ver, meaning ermine, it's a type of fur, for the word verre, which means glass. By the time he realized his mistake, the story had already become too popular to change. So instead of wearing an ermine slipper, Cinderella wore glass. Oh, I love Powerful. that. Boom. <laughs> a fur slipper. That wouldn't have been as cool of a story. Mm, I don't I, know. I guess. I mean, I guess not. You can't, well, we'll never know. He, he, he danced we'll with her and had an amazing night with Cinderella. And then he, he didn't remember what she looked like, only the shoe. Like, does this fit your foot? But I spent an amazing few hours with you dancing <laughs> but i can't remember what you look like yeah i never this, I, don't know. I, I never really got into the cinderella story oh. so much like that but i never got mad about it but this is there's a lot of holes in it and also and also personal there's no it's it's no. like the, the 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 woman mindset in that sense that's like what do you mean you didn't remember what i was wearing you like didn't what color my are my face, eyes? But you, you know, this what color really... are my eyes? If a woman asks you what color are my eyes and you don't know, just start Run. just start apologizing. Yeah. You instantly. don't know what my face looks like, <laughs> but you know what you, you have the shoe. Is yeah, the, the shoe, shoe fits? See, all right. So, I love that one. That's a good yeah. one. Cinderella yeah, one's a good one. Um, uh, can I do another one? Yeah, you do as many awesome. as you'd like. Thanks. You're welcome. Charlie, oh wait, what most people don't know. <laughs> Charlie Ross, a four-year-old American child whose 1874 kidnapping for ransom, considered the first in U.S. history, became a nationwide sensation. Charlie, who was never found, was lured by two men offering candy and fireworks, giving rise to the warning, never take candy from strangers. Except for on Halloween, where we, where, where we insist take that all the children go to only strangers <laughs> and take candy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's that. And come December 25, another stranger is going to infiltrate your house. <laughs> <laughs> And you will not only take whatever he leaves, you're going to thank him. And also, while you didn't do this for your parents at all in the other 364 days, you're going to leave him and his reindeer food. <laughs> That's funny. I love Santa Pepsi. Just a second. Did note. you? Mm hmm. Yeah, caffeine-free Pepsi. Oh, of course, caffeine-free. <laughs> caffeine-free. That, that was like that was like having a full like cocaine where when yeah. you grew up, caffeine was like the, the devil. It, yeah, it would cause like a town meeting if someone's mm -hmm. having caffeine. Um, uh, I really cool. What most people don't know, it's more of like a trivia nugget. Uh, Jeanette Rankin was the first woman elected to Congress. This happened in 1916. It was four years before women even had the right to vote. That's pretty badass. That is bad badass. Bad I think she was from Montana, That's which pretty is pretty cool. interesting for the West in that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting just all around. Yeah. Interesting, first of all, that that happened. And 
second in 1920, you know, 1919, women still couldn't vote. Like that's, that's insane. You're not like a citizen. Like you don't have like that's you don't have a to say. Me, you like, can't. That's but insane. that sounds like it was yesterday. You know, like where you you would think it was forever ago, but it's really it wasn't. It, it was a long time after becoming a country that we considered 50% of the population eligible to have a, a to be counted like that to me is it, the veil of civility is so thin <laughs> it really is so thin um but uh but yeah that's pretty badass um yeah i like i like what most people don't know we should we should do i'll do this one another day the one with the bacteria okay because i think that that recognizing what our bodies are and who we are and more importantly who we're not takes a little bit longer than the what most people don't know oh, segment okay. but i think that's that a that's, good one yeah that's wait gonna for be it. that's gonna be really good <laughs> wait for it wait for it do we have any more um do any more feedback you want to get to our, our social media uh, which ones which ones are more popular this week or, or in these past uh, several days which of our posts are, are more popular are they dealing with relationship stuff is it motivational stuff i feel like the motivational stuff does does really well but the relationship ones really hit home like it's 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 so universal yeah. right? i i we post something that that is relationship worthy you know something that i wrote either going through something or inspired by something um and i i'll get messages from literally everywhere in the world just who who are saying, oh, I'm going through this now. Thank you for posting this. Or yes, mm -hmm. this is exactly what I went through. Thank you. You you put it you put my you put my heart to words yeah. when people say stuff like that. And it's so it's so interesting that that that's a um that's such a that that's such a, a universal thing. Well right, because everybody's has gone through relationship breakup in love all dating marriage things like that but not everybody's following their dreams and you know not everybody resonates with the motivational goals and dreams post everybody re relates to well that. yeah and and people are in 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 different places in their lives yeah. and that kind of thing mm -hmm. so so they're just not they're uh they're not i do i'm gonna read i'm going to read something relationship uh relationship wise uh now because our most popular quote uh this week undoubtedly is that one from uh i i want love passion i want you're moving the screen while i'm reading yeah. it <laughs> i want love passion honesty and companionship sex that drives me crazy and conversation that drives me sane mm -hmm. so we were talking about communication earlier and how yeah. the downfall of relationships often isn't is in communication because that's where that's what cultivates friendships, yeah. right? So if you want a relationship that lasts, you cultivate the friendship because love is always there, Chris. Love's always there, buddy. You'll find that love is always there. The reason why breakups hurt is because there is plenty of love. What's usually lost in these relationships that go downward is the lack of friendship, not lack of love. And that friendship is often reinforced and strengthened by communication. But I wanted to bring up this one because, again, the more popular one, this thousands of people around <laughs> the world, uh, I want love, passion, honesty, and companionship. Sex that drives me crazy and conversation that drives me sane. 
And I and when we posted it on there, I would let people know that 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 was actually culled out of a longer piece. And I think, do you know what book that's in? Is that unapologetically? It's an unapologetically, it's an unapologetically you. Um, and it's culled from a piece called Fairy Tale Relationships. And what's the name of the segment? What, what did we say it was? Steve Reed's. What is it? Story time with story Steve. Story time with Steve. Oh. And for for today's story time with Steve. What's with the story time? Okay, I uh, know. I'll do it again. Sto- <laughs> for this week's story time with Steve, I'm going to read fairy tale relationships. I don't mind when people tell me that my relationship ideals are a fairy tale. If it's a fairy tale to be loved, to be respected, to have passion, a moving and active love, if that is a fairy tale, then yes. If mutual respect, love, lust, and friendship is a fairy tale, then of course. I want to be in love with you, in lust with you, in like with you. It's a multi-dimensional world. Why would I want a one-dimensional relationship? I want love, passion, honesty, and companionship, sex that drives me crazy, and conversation that drives me sane. That's the standard I'm setting. What standard are you setting? Many people make the mistake of expecting others to treat them in a more loving and respectful way than they treat themselves. If you don't love yourself, stop expecting others to. If you don't respect yourself, stop expecting others to. If you don't keep promises to yourself, stop expecting others to. If you are not faithful to your dreams, your goals, and your resolutions, stop expecting others to be. We inspire others to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. The most important relationship you will ever have is the one with yourself. It is in this relationship that we set the standards for all others. Love, passion, honesty, companionship. I want those kind of things. And if that's a fairy tale, I'll wait for it. I'll cultivate it. I'll create it. Every time I have settled for less, I have felt empty, incomplete, had too much drama, and just didn't feel the wonderful magic of love. Others can waste their time and settle for less, but not me. Never again. Others can think it's a fairy tale to look down upon it, but keep this in mind. Every great experience and advancement from walking on the moon to airplanes, to video phones, to GPS, to the internet. At some point, these were all considered a fairy tale. It doesn't mean it's not real. It just means it is there for you to work towards, to cultivate, and to create. Set this standard and bring this magic into your life. Boom, and that is story time with Steve. Great job. Story time with Steve. I am really good at reading my own work. (laughs) Were you about to start a chant? (laughs) USA, USA. No, I think that uh, I I love that one. And then when people love that particular quote, um, and I see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, So uh, I think it's important that people know that that it's it's culled out of uh, a longer a longer piece. So I love that. Thank you folks for listening to that. Do we have any more? Am I mic dropping? What else we got, Steph? How are 
are we on time, Chris? We just passed an hour. Oh, so we're yeah, looking good. We're, we're looking good. What else do you want from me, man? That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I saved communication. I yeah. saved marriages. I helped kids going whose parents are going through a divorce. Yeah. That's it. What else do you want? Powerful. I talked about communication. I talked about the Titanic sinking mm. and that it wasn't the iceberg. That was such a good movie. It wasn't the iceberg. It was the communication about the iceberg that was flawed. And uh, it was a good movie. And we talked about identity theft. It's not a joke. Millions of people suffer every year. <laughs> oh, from the from people <laughs> trying to be uh, me on social media. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I, I was I was confused <laughs> I for a second. Sure you're... Yes, you're absolutely right, and that is that is really important that we address that. And uh, people liking the the types of people I'm saying to avoid oh, the plunger, the full moon. People love. Do you want to do you want to say one of them now? Or you want. Um, Such I can good. reveal one more reveal. before we go. Since Ooh, I brought one. up Titanic, Ooh, get ready. For one it. of the types of people to avoid are the Titanics, and what does that mean? It means they are beautiful, amazing, charming, exciting, fun. They're driven. They're energetic. Incredible potential. It'll take you to places you never... It could be exotic, fun, romantic. It could be all those things. This majestic, amazing feeling, magical, incredible. But it's being driven recklessly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to go down. <laughs> no matter what you bring, it's going down. And you, with it, you have to avoid those Titanics. Boom. Strong. Mic Ooh, drop. Strong. Hey, folks, Mic make drop. sure you check out stevemariboli.net. Also, tell everyone you know about this podcast. If you have a, a, a topic you want to bring up, we don't have to bring up your name. If you want to just say, hey, just listen, you're, ta mm -hmm. you're sending it to either me, Chris, or Steph. So one of us is going to read it. So just be like, hey, uh, please don't mention my name, but this is something I'm going through. And that's exactly what we'll say. Hey, somebody yeah. somebody wrote in and they want to know this. This is your show. So write in and, and please tell somebody. If, if you hear something that inspires you, chances are it's going to inspire the people around you. So when you are on social media, let's take that shit back. Instead of everyone posting all this poisonous nonsense, when you are on social media, share about this show. You know, share, after you're done sharing about the cat playing a piano, also <laughs> share about this show and say, hey, listen, this is a show I listen to. Or don't say anything. Just share that the show's around. Let somebody listen to it. Let them know it's even here. Maybe they'll just see my name. Oh, I think I like that guy's quotes. Let me see what his podcast is like. Once they listen, they're in because I'm never going to – I'm literally – having this show created around what all of you want. <laughs> so yeah. it's literally designed for you. Uh, and so uh, this, is, uh, this is something that if it inspires you, it'll inspire someone else uh, who, who isn't already going through uh, the stuff that we talk about. I mean, this is universal. And so please share stevemariboli.net. I am at Steve Maraboli, that's one word, Steve Maraboli on Instagram, on Twitter. We are author Steve Maraboli on Facebook. All three of those pages have the verified, the blue verified check mark. That is our only official pages. Uh, and on Instagram and Facebook, 
I try to respond to as many people as I can uh, through those messages. So keep them coming. I love you all. I hope you have a fantastic day. Sending you all big hugs from New York. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>